0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg, thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna start tonight talking about the generosity of our government, big, big news breaking today. Uh, The CDC being very, very generous, now saying that if you are fully vaccinated, if we can bring this graphic up please, great news, because now they are actually allowing you to go outside without a mask. So if you're fully vaccinated, you can now go outside without a mask, according to the CDC. I would love to know if any of you have been going outside with a mask on if you're by yourself. Now, to be clear, you do need to be alone or small groups of immediate family, then it's A-OK. Now, if you're going outside, but you're in large groups, it's not immediate family, then you're fully vaccinated, the CDC is saying, hey, you still need to obviously put a mask on. But here's what I wanna get at, okay? Government, I mean, so generous, right? Just so kind and generous to say, hey, if you're fully vaccinated and you're by yourself, you can now go outside with no mask. I mean, I think that's very gracious of them. And then what's fascinating is that was the message sort of early this morning, mid morning. So you think this is big news. We've all seen that the vaccination rates are declining in in America because many people have got maybe a little bit of trepidation or uncertainty because of the news coming out about the J&J vaccine. We've seen the news about AstraZeneca where you've got the blood clots and things of that nature. So a little bit of trepidation. So you want to obviously have a very, if you're the government, a very united front. You wanna have a very united message to give people some certainty and some clarity that, hey, if we're gonna be so generous to you that we're gonna allow you to actually go outside of your own home by yourself without a mask because you're fully vaccinated, you think you would want that message to be perpetuated as much as possible, right? Because now you've got some congruency and some strength behind what you're trying to accomplish, which just so you and I know, it's ultimately to get more and more people to get vaccinated, but we'll talk about that later. So, with all that being said, let me share with you, and hopefully we can bring this up side by side, AJ, let me share with you what happened today. Uh, President Joe Biden held a press conference. It was outside. He's by himself. And you can see what he's doing. It's gonna get a little bit closer here in a moment. So, let me set this for you up again. The CDC suggests, hey, as long as you're by yourself, which President Joe Biden is, and you're fully vaccinated, which President Joe Biden is, you're free to go outside without a mask. Just an interesting observation. Um, Yesterday, speaking of masks, there was a kind of a mini protest at the West Fargo School Board meeting because many people in West Fargo suggesting, hey, we don't want our kids to have to wear masks anymore in school. So I reached out to the president of the school board uh, Patty Stedman, good news is, is she she got back to me. So thank you, President Stedman, for doing that. Uh, we don't tell you this a lot, but we reach out to a lot of elected leaders here on Point of View, and they sometimes don't get back to us. So thank you, President Stedman, for getting back to us. I'm going to get to what she sent back to me in a moment because I asked her some questions about the mask policy in West Fargo, our kids wearing masks outside, things of that nature. But first, last august uh, the west fargo school district put out a video regarding wearing masks in school um i did a live stream earlier today on our facebook page and our social media channels it was about probably 30 45 minutes long so there's a lot more to this one i'm going to show you tonight here because we just don't have that much time so if you want to go watch it go to our facebook page and i want to share with you a couple clips from a west fargo public school mask video basically essentially talking about how to help your young kids wear masks. Um, I'm not gonna color these clips at all. You can see them for yourself. And then obviously we'd love to hear your point of view on them, but uh, here's just a piece from that mask video.
1: We need to normalize mask wearing, just like we do with other good habits. If we are consistent with our messages, kids will start to understand. Let your child play with their mask, put it on their stuffed animals, or take pictures of them wearing it. Show them what an awesome job they're doing to help keep other people safe.
0: So one suggestion there from the West Fargo Public Schools is that if you're going to have your kids wearing masks is to normalize it. Then, towards the end of this video, and again, you can see on our Facebook page in its entirety, towards the end of the video, uh, the West Fargo Public School System got, got creative. Here's what they did. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit for the creativity, right? Building a song around wearing masks. I so would love to know your point of view on that. Again, that's from August of 2020 from the West Fargo School District. All right, so now let's get to uh, President Stedman. I sent her an email earlier today. If we can bring this graphic up, please. And I'm gonna walk you through this because I don't know how well you'll be able to read it at home, but I'll go through it for you uh, very clearly um, so you know what was said. So ask her some questions. She emailed me back, says, Hey Mr. Berg. No surprise, the mask question will continue to be a topic of conversation and complicated to sort out. I sent your questions to Heather Lees, our communications director. She works closely with our administrative and health department team. Our district's primary goal is to have our students in person with their teachers full-time. Mass have allowed us that with minimal exposure to our students and staff. Feel free to follow up with her if you have any questions. So the first question I said is, hey, President Stedman, I saw some people were protesting the West Fargo school mask policy. That's what I was told. So I was wondering if you could email me your current mask policy in the school district. She says this, and I'm quoting, the district does not have a policy on mask wearing. Every district was required to create a health and safety plan prior to the start of the school year. It's the plan that governs mask wearing in the district. Page nine of our return to learn plan covers masks. So, Zach, if you can, go to the next graphic, please, and then we're going to come back to that one if we can, Zach. If we can't, no big deal. But so she says, hey, Chris, there's no mask policy, right? But let me share this with you. This is from this learn plan she just mentioned. I'm gonna read this to you verbatim as well. So it's not a mask policy apparently, but here's what West Fargo has. Um, Students, families and staff will be required to supply and arrive to school with their own mask defined as a cloth reusable, washable or manufactured disposable mask covering that covers both the nose and mouth. Masks will be considered part of the district's dress code. Masks will be required in the following locations and or circumstances, on the bus, entering and exiting in the building, in the hallway, bathroom, nurse's office, working in small groups. So what's fascinating is that it's not a mask mandate, but what they've done is they've actually now, you can come back to me, Zach. Um, what they've done now is they've said, okay, it's not a mask mandate, but it's part of the dress code. Well, if you read this learn, learn plan thing and you go to the dress code part, well, clearly if you don't abide by the dress code, West Fargo, they can send you home and ask you to, you know, make sure you apply or abide by the dress code, I should say. So interesting there. We'd love to know your thoughts on that, that it's not a mandate, but yet they've now written it into the dress code regarding the mask situation. They give themselves a lot of flexibility on their ability, their power to ensure that depending on the circumstances that people are wearing masks. All right, let's bring up the uh, previous graphic again if we can. Thank you, Zach. I also said, hey, do you ask kids to wear masks outdoors? She goes on to say, President Stedman, at the end of February, our healthcare partners uh, gave their support for students to utilize their outdoor resource time as a mask break. Then I said, are they required to wear masks while playing sports? She says, we required our middle school athletes to wear masks, but did not at the high school level. And then I said, do you have data that shows that masks have stopped or prevented the spread of COVID? And she says, I would recommend you put, but you visit with public health about mask data. So, uh, just to be aware of that, again, if you want to watch more in depth of what's going on, you just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV. Now, a couple things now about masks, okay? Obviously, there's a, <laughs> a lot of different information out there about the efficacy and efficiency of masks, right? And the impact they have. We've talked repeatedly here on the show, when you look at when Governor Bergen put the mask mask mandate in place on November 14th, I mean, the number of cases of COVID in North Dakota goes down dramatically, all right? Um, Also, there was a study by the CDC. I wanna share this with you. We can bring this up, please, Anna. Um, And I don't actually have this particular information, but you can see here, basically, the conclusion says that, hey, our study via the CDC, thank you very much, data support community masking to reduce the spread of SARS Covid 2 The prevention benefit of masking is derived from the combination of source control and personal protection for the mask wearer. The relationship between source control and personal protection is likely complementary and possibly synergistic. So they're suggesting, hey, we clearly have evidence now that show that masks are effective in mitigating um, the spread of Covid. Now there's other studies out there that I talked about in this live stream where they're not so sure about the mitigation aspect one doctor in Colorado Springs recently saying hey maybe that helps stop the mitigation of COVID-19 but there's so many other physical and psychological damage that's been t- taking place from young kids wearing masks we've obviously got to wear the balance and see if stopping the mitigation of COVID within young people and teachers is outweighing some of the other potential risk important to note I did a lot of research on this today 10% of the COVID cases in the country are from kids 5 to 17 or 18, so 10%. So it's obviously, you, it's hard to look at the data and say that young people are super spreaders of COVID or it's, you know, very much part of those, those young ones transmitted it to each other. So a lot to digest there. Again, if you want to go and hear more about this, please go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV. Now, (laughs) hopefully we'll get something from West Fargo on the show. We can have a deeper conversation with them about it as well. All right. Uh, You may have seen the amazing news yesterday that there is now, can we say exodus from some blue states? You had California and other blue states losing congressional seats. You had Texas, other red states picking up congressional seats. What this means for you is get ready for 2022. It is going to be incredible to watch the chess game, the maneuvering, the political battle that's going to take place in 2022. So earlier today, uh, Anna Johnson, the producer of Point of View, uh, educates us about what took place with the latest census numbers.
1: While most Americans won't remember the last time the census results were released 10 years ago, it's a fair assumption that the 2020 census was one of the more contentious publicized counts in the last century, due in part to being done during a tumultuous election year in which the electoral count is still under criticism by half of the country. In keeping with the amount of publicity it received, its results are getting an equal amount of attention. That's because they mean changes for a number of prominent states. Seven states experienced very little population growth or lost residents over the last decade. The majority of states sit in the Great Lakes region and they are losing seats in the House of Representatives. Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan will each lose a seat. West Virginia and California are losing one as well in the House. New York lost a seat, and just barely. If not for coming in short by just 89 people, the Empire State would have held on to that extra electoral college vote. In that case, Minnesota would have lost a seat, but it didn't. California added more than two million new residents, but it didn't grow as fast a rate as other states. And with a large number of Californians moving to the Southeast over the last four years, the Golden State will now lose a congressional seat. For those who analyze the census results to understand the direction of America, what's more interesting than the states that lost seats are the states that have picked them up, meaning the shift in the electoral power also shows which states appeal to Americans politically because of competitive job or housing markets. In essence, in which states do Americans feel that they have the best chance of chasing their American dream? The states that are picking up representation are North Carolina, Florida, Oregon, Montana, and Colorado. Texas is picking up two congressional seats and will now have a whopping 40 electoral college votes. These states grew the fastest over the last 10 years. As you can see here, four of those six states that voted last year were for Donald Trump now the attention shifts to how states will redraw their conditional districts ahead of next year's midterm elections this will matter for those running in the election and based on current data republicans may have a huge advantage observers note that they're set to control congressional redistricting in 18 states compared to democrats seven with a slim majority in the house this could potentially turn the tide the presidential election in 2024 is where the change in the electoral college will be the most noticeable though a small number of electoral votes are moving to red states. Some question whether the adjustment is indicative of a larger shift toward the economic and social policies of the Republican Party versus those that have been pervasive in Democrat states.
0: Very well done, Anna Johnson. Thank you for that. I hope people are starting to read between the lines from some of the things that producer Anna said there. Number one, Florida's amazing, right? I mean, so many people right now are... Moving there, spending time there, they're doing a great job down there so that you can actually exercise your freedoms. More importantly, those Texas. We've been talking about Texas on the show and we've been saying this is not a border crisis, it's a border strategy. You start to tie in H.R. 1, right? H.R. 1 is all about the ballots, federalizing elections, there's a lot of statewide regulations and you have these no signatures that need to line up, mail-in ballots like we had the last election. That's why you could say that it's a border strategy, not a border crisis, because if they turn Texas blue, I don't know how many exactly electoral votes Texas has, but it's a lot. You turn Texas blue, there's not another Republican president. And if you can have mail-in ballots, the signatures don't need to line up, and you flood the border in Texas with a bunch of people that potentially are gonna vote for you, because remember the the Democrat debate? All those candidates are on stage, and they said, how many of you are gonna give free health care?" to illegal immigrants. every hand of that stays one up. If you're in Honduras, Guatemala, any one of those countries, and you know that you can come to the United States of America and get free healthcare, thanks to the Democrats, you're probably making that trek, number one. And number two, you're probably gonna find a way to vote them in power to continue to get free healthcare, not to mention a free education for your kids. 2022, Get ready. That's all I'm going to say. All right, stay with us. We come back. We're going to get to your points of view. A lot of great stuff coming in. Please share your point of view with us. It's very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.